Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week, Danny and Mauda Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuel.family. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at dannyvega.ms, at fatfueledmom, and at fatfueledkids, and fatfueledfamily on YouTube. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, I want to take a minute to make a quick shout out to our sponsors, Optimal Carnivore. You've heard us talk about how important organ meats are. They're some of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. Now for people like me and my oldest son, Desmond, it's easy to eat things that turn most people off because if you tell us it's healthy, we're down for whatever. But for my other son, Dean and Maura, and I suspect a lot of you, not so much. You can make things like our organ meat burgers, but that also requires some effort. And you still may not like the taste. Optimal Carnivore sources 100% grass-fed organ meats from New Zealand, freeze-drying the organs and encapsulating them into convenient bovine gelatin capsules. Unlike a lot of areas in the U.S., New Zealand still has a lot of rich soil, lush greenery, and one of the cleanest environments on Earth. They currently have a grass-fed organ complex that contains nine different organs, including beef liver, brain, thymus, heart, kidney, spleen, pancreas, lung, and gallbladder, and they have a grass-fed liver product. These products are perfect for people who are traveling or still trying to develop an appreciation for organ meats. Optimal Carnivore covers your bases at home or while traveling, and their products are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and free of hormones, pesticides, antibiotics, and GMOs. The mission over at Optimal Carnivore is to make it easy for people to consume the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. They also plant one tree for every product sold, which helps the environment. Head to Amazon.com slash Optimal Carnivore and use the code VEGASAFE10 to receive 10% off all of their products. Welcome to the Fat Field Family Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Vega, and I am joined by my lovely wife, Maura. How are you, my love? I'm doing good. We are so excited to have one of our best friends on. This is, I think, his third time. This is one of the most uh, closest people in my life, and um, we're super excited to talk about, number one, his new book, um, and number two, the new addition to the Sykes family. But first, let me give you a little bit of a background on him. Robert Sykes is a lifetime natural competitive bodybuilder. He started the Keto Savage site, his YouTube channel, and the podcast to help motivate and educate others about the importance of following your passions and getting the results you want. He wakes up early, he works his butt off, and he sees result results. His message is that he's no different than you. Any success that he's experienced as far as attainable for anybody willing to put in the work, he hopes to empower those who crave intensity, dedication, discipline, hard work, and sacrifice. Uh, he's more than a friend. He's a, uh, a brother. He's also... Um, the owner, him and Crystal, are the owner uh, owners of Keto Brick, which is one of our favorite foods. You guys know you've heard it on this cat, this podcast ad nauseum. Um, oh yeah, we just we just put ads in the podcast just to put ads. You know, it's not like we're um, and and yeah, yes, he does send us free Keto Keto Bricks. So uh, you know that's that's. Uh, but just so you guys know, I just put in an order of my so own. Yeah, but I just but I still I still order my keto bricks. I just put in an order because I'm going to be doing for the next three months. If you guys don't remember, for the last three years, I've been doing keto um, 
uh, meat and bricks for the month of January. Oh, yeah. But for the next 75 days, I'm going to be doing, um, we're leading our group coaching through 75 hard. And the diet that I'm picking is meat and bricks. And I'm also really excited. I told Robert about this, that one of my clients, we're going to be taking her through a keto bulk using meat and bricks. So we're breaking every single rule, I think, uh, available right now when it comes to bodybuilding. <laughs> um, but that's why we have Robert on because we're going to talk about oh, yeah. his approach. So first of all, what's up, brother? Hey, what's going on? It's good to good to see y'all again. Good to be here talking with you, chit chatting. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I know it's been forever, and I have to know because Danny mentioned it. Are you still waking up at four thirty or however early? Yeah, it's it's between three three thirty or four. One of those three options I is. I knew it was even earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, ta- what time do you guys get to bed? Um, last night I went to bed at like nine thirty. I want to say. Okay, that's not that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, we've we've pushed ours to well this week. It's my been... body has been waking me up very early. Oh well, this morning today she it was four thirty, but it's also because I had a headache, so I get migraines like random times of the month because of hormones, and they would wake me up at night. It's really bad. Yeah, but for me, my REM has gone up um, because I've been waking up at like five twenty, um, mm-hmm. and I've been averaging the last two weeks closer to eight hours of sleep, which is unheard of. Yeah. Um, I've been working on my sleep for the last couple of months. So, um, I just, for me with the boys and with my parents in town and all that good stuff, um, you know, we end up going to bed like at 10, 10 30. Yeah. So, uh, but it's been working, man, but let, let's get into this. My love, why don't you, why don't you start us off how we always get started? Oh yes. Okay. So, you know, we always start off with the question, what is the most critical problem you are currently trying to solve now? My last Got all kinds of problems in it right now. Oh, yeah. um, all exciting problems and opportunities for yes, growth, yes. but uh, problems nonetheless. So, um, with the from the business standpoint, we're trying to like you know ramp up the keto bricks. We got a lot of uh, a lot of things going on behind the scenes with the keto brick business. So that that's a big big thing right now. We got the book yeah. launch next month. If all goes well, I'm not sure when this podcast is going out, uh, but that'll be launching in January. So that's been a big thing as well and then we got the baby on the way so you know really diving into all that world uh we spent most of the weekend decorating the nursery putting together cribs and all that stuff um so that's kind of uh just organized chaos in our house right now for sure that's fun i love it man. i love that that's yeah. so fun. I, I uh we could we could delve into that deeper but i feel like you know it would probably be better to talk about that at a different time but we were just talking about scaling up you know and and how that's that's such a big part of things and and the growing pains that come with with scaling. Yeah, scaling scaling a bit and it's different too if it's like a you know computer based you know digital e commerce platform versus you know a physical product you know in sales like the brick like the bricks we have physical products we have a lot of overhead we have you know employees things like that and scaling a business is probably one of the hardest things I've done in business um, and I haven't mastered it by any means I might be to- doing it totally wrong right now but. There's not really any defined roadmap as to how to do it. And if you do it incorrectly, you run the risk of, you know, overreaching and then kind of shooting yourself in the foot. If you don't be aggressive enough, then you're leaving opportunity on the table and you don't want to do that either. So there's it, it's pretty tricky, like scaling a business properly is, is is not an easy task. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have friends who have gone a certain route and then, you know, they have lost um, autonomy, you know, and then and then. Right later it ends up being like just com- they end up having to go a completely different direction because you know it, it's 
it gets complicated when you bring more people in um and it's not 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 just people like um employees like people that are gonna like investors and things like that and a lot of investors are really really smart and crafty and um with yeah. good lawyers so <laughs> yeah. they see things that we don't see yeah i've i've not found the need to go towards outside funding angel capital or anything like that because that, that i don't see you doing that no. yeah to me that's just you know that, that's bringing in too many chiefs not enough indians you know like you, you get yeah, just exactly. too much chaos going on and you don't really yes. know like the direction and the values of the company are liable to shift in a negative direction if you bring on too many people that are too f financially focused uh so i don't i don't anticipate doing that gotcha man well, let's talk about the, the, the main reason why we wanted to have you on. Um, you have a book that's going to be coming out. I had the honor of reading it, man. I was so blown away by it. Number one, because I don't think there's anything like it. Um, number two, because of your approach. Um, the way I described it the other day, it's very methodical, but at the same time, very simple. For example, like, you know, I, I'm sure we'll dig into some of these details, but like if you look at some of people's peak weeks, it's all over the place, you know, and I think even the yeah. the athletes almost expect peak week to be this like grand production, you know, with the amount of supplements and the manipulation and all this stuff. And and I've just seen in my experience, like it leads to um, a very anxiety ridden and unpredictable show day. Um, and it's like the same concept behind taking approaches that are aggressive in anything where you have wildly swinging pendulums where the pendulum swings really hard one way and then it goes really hard the other day, the other way. Um, but tell us first about the vision for the book um, and who would you say this book is for? Yeah, so I've been writing the book now for over two years. Like there's like the very beginning of the book, I, I go through a bunch of formulas and I use myself as an example. And in the examples, I say at the time of this writing, I'm 28 years old. I'm 30 now. So, like, I've literally been writing this book for over two years. Um, I've been doing bodybuilding for since I was a junior in high school. And I've been doing ketogenic bodybuilding for about seven years now. Uh, and for me, like, I don't know how, pe how familiar people are with the Keto Savage brand and kind of my story. But, you know, I, I've seen success in natural bodybuilding with traditional prep protocols, with, you know, clean bro dieting, with flexible dieting. And not that those are, are wrong. I mean, that's, that's going to be a great option for some people. But for a lot of people, it just isn't sustainable. It's not optimal from a nutrient density standpoint. Um, and it, it really bodes to leaning towards a lot of, you know, disordered eating habits if you go that direction with it, which is what happened to me. And I kind of had a down, downward spiral of disordered eating for years after my first show. Um, so I knew there had to be a better way, which is kind of what led me to the ketogenic diet. And then I've been doing that, like I said, for about seven years earned my pro card with a ketogenic approach. And I basically took a lot of what I had learned with traditional bodybuilding protocols and then applied that plus what I had, you know, discovered through self-experimentation over years of doing keto myself and then also working with over 500 clients and pretty much crafted what I think to be the, the best prep protocol for natural athletes following a ketogenic, you know, diet and lifestyle. And again, that, that's not to say that you can't do it with a row dieting or flexible dieting protocol, but there's a definite demographic out there of people that would prefer and respond better to elimination of dietary carbohydrates, especially processed sugars. Uh, so having an outlet for them, you know, with a ketogenic approach in a sport that is predominantly dominated by, you know, carbohydrate-based athletes, you know, having an 
alternative option for him just kind of opens the window for a lot more opportunity uh, to excel in that sport. So anybody that's a natural athlete that's wanting to, you know, forego the carbohydrates and excel in bodybuilding, I would say this book's a pretty good fit for him. Yeah, I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I want to do the, the bodybuilding questions. Of course, <laughs> and then I'll do the, yeah. Yeah, because sure. Mara's going to tackle the parenting questions. Yes. All right, awesome. Um, number one, um, I think that there's a misconception out there that um, that people are doing a, a science-backed approach when they do the standard approach. And again, this is not to... Um, to disparage that approach. I just want to make sure that things are clear because, you know, when we people tend to throw around studies around and, and they tend to talk about certain things. And a lot of the time we're we're connecting dots. And I would say, and you tell me if I tell me if you don't agree, um, every single approach available right now is is pretty much like majority um, practical based. It's all based on things that that have worked for people. I don't see a lot of research on even the methods that people use for the standard approach, you know, as far as um, a bodybuilding, you know, uh, protocol. So that's I I wanted to just say that because a lot of what you do um, is based off of your experimentation with your athletes and things that you've seen that have led to people winning, you know, um, getting some hardware at some shows. Um, So for those who don't know, um, what is, you know, can you give like a little bit of, uh, and I'm sure people, people could look at your, your keto, um, keto con presentation. That was fantastic. And your um, at the NACA uh, bodybuilding show. If that, if that talk is available online, people can see the way you um, approach it from the year round, you know, from macro cycle to mesocycle, all that. But what, what would you say? How could you, um, define your approach and and how would you say that it differs from from the standard approach yeah so my approach basically you know is totally ketogenic like there's no carb ups there's no carbohydrate refeeds there's there's no use of carbohydrates as the primary fuel source like i start my athletes at you know 15 or 20 grams of total carbs at the onset and then that tapers down to you know 10 grams total carbs or people can do a totally carnivore approach and forego the carbs entirely and still follow the protocol to a t without any issues uh, so that's that's going to be the biggest difference. Um, what I've basically done with the book and, you know, my protocol is I've, I've broken it down into seven primary phases um, to really just kind of help illustrate things and break it down in a very easy-to-digest, actionable plan. So phase one is all about determining what your initial, uh, you know, stats are, what your, you know, baseline is at the onset, you know, what your body fat percentage is, what your uh, metabolic baseline is, what your hormonal baseline is, really just honing in on what your baseline is the onset of the prep Um, and then phase two is all about titrating protein up and dietary fat down I start my athletes at a very high fat ratio to kind of bend you know lend itself to a deeper level of fat adaptation at the beginning of the prep start with um, you know about 80% of their calories coming from dietary fat and then as the the prep goes through phase two basically I'm increasing protein dropping fat to figure out their protein threshold which is going to be very unique to that individual uh, phase three is going to be the reduction of both fat and protein. So total calories are decreasing throughout that time. Phase four is the introduction of ketogenic caloric refeeds. So again, there's no carb refeeds. Basically, I'm just adding a bolus of protein and fat for a specific refeed day uh, to kind of help with from a metabolic standpoint, from a psychological standpoint, and also kind of act as a trial peak week to really get things primed for peaking. Uh, phase five is all about the actual peak week itself. So that's the whole 
peak week is, is dedicated to the entire phase, so optimizing for that. Phase six is post-show, immediately post-show, uh, basically increasing protein back up to about a one-to-one with their lean mass, and then from there increasing total calories from both protein and fat to kind of return to a baseline. And then phase seven is basically the baseline and beyond, so putting you into a slight caloric surplus to optimize for building muscle in the off-season uh, so that the next time you transition into a prep, you're looking better uh, when you step on stage as opposed to worse. So that's kind of it in a very high-level nutshell view. No, dude, I, I, I love it. I love it. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, there's so many things I loved about the book, but one thing that you guys will see is that um, there's no guesswork. I freaking love it. There's no um, there's no adherence to um, everything is based on the individual. So there's no like like you're not going to see the typical equations that most people that most people use. Um, so I really, really love that. There's everything from supplementation to um, specific micronutrients to um, electrolytes. There's just so much good information, dude. I'm telling you, man, I cannot wait for this thing to come out. Yeah, because I, I honestly, like the, the book, there, there's really not much more unless there's anything you think we missed, man. The book, I, I, I really think people just need to go out and get the book. Um, I told Robert, and we're very honest with each other. Um, I don't think there's anything like this. I think this should be something that anybody yeah, who... I haven't heard of anything like this. No. And anybody who, who, yeah. who wants to do ketogenic um, and really wants to, is has the patience to do things the right way, yeah. um, which means like, don't do these crazy swings in calories. Don't do these gimmicks. Yeah. Anybody who wants to take a multi-phase, several year long approach to not only, you know, build muscle, yeah, burn build fat... It but also keep a healthy hormone profile. This is going to be the way to do it. And yeah. um, the one thing I didn't say before is that a lot of coaches, like for me, for example, what I will do is I will allow if an athlete wants to do a carb up, I will, I will offer like how, how to do it, how I would do it. Um, but then I have a lot of athletes who want to stay, you know, completely ketogenic and we do, and we do, um, do we do fat refeeds? We do um, just salt, right? do calorie. Well, depends. Like one of my clients um, didn't do well with the extra salt on peak week. So we didn't add that for the next peak week. We just added extra calories and it, it was awesome, you know. So uh, but I'm just yeah, saying so that's another thing. It's like a personalized testing it out. Yeah. Yeah. Testing it out on yourself as well. Yeah. But like the one thing that I and I know you've had people I just want to before I hand it over for her. Um, you've had a lot of people to talk about this subject and I think that it's a good one. Um the this whole we do know that with with big uh deficits you know people have um hormone issues women have hormone issues and yeah. so you've had a lot of women to talk about this you've had a lot of people to talk about this um talk about real quick before i hand it over to Mauda. Well, like, i was gonna ask that question are you gonna ask about hormones yeah no i yeah, was just I gonna was say like what he's seen that. with his approach because he just he just adds fat and, and adds calories and i just just share yeah, your and do experience. you have them like do they run any like tests do you suggest any of that or kind of like leave it up to them yeah so as far as the the book itself is concerned i definitely dive deep into the hormones um yeah. not so much from like a, like i'm not a hormone specialist but i i know kind of from a dietary manipulation standpoint what is going to you know, be beneficial yeah. or not for hormones. And you see a lot of, like, I've read a lot of different prep books, um, you know, for natural bodybuilding. And there's a lot of really great resources out there, but a lot of them really kind of brush over the whole reverse dieting phase and the baseline yeah. phase. That's why I made, 
you know, two dedicated phases specifically for the reverse diet and then one initial phase all about making sure you're starting from a good position because so many people, guys and girls, but I see it a lot in females, they'll start mm-hmm. the prep at too low caloric intake low. with really down-regulated hormones to begin with. So, like, they get two months into a prep and they're already running on empty and they yeah. just they just can't sustain the, the remainder of the prep. So really making sure that you're in a good position to begin with is was a huge focus of the book and then really – holding people's hands through the post show uh, after the, the competition's over so they don't spiral out of control and go off the rails and, you know, let their metabolism or their hormones go down the tank and then develop a bunch of negative disordered eating habits. Kind of really resolving that with the proper guidance was one of my main focuses yeah. for sure. Yeah, you're getting rid of that, like, chance because if you do fly off the handle, it's like you get that body dysmorphia because it's hard to come out of that. Like, you, you know... it it's something about it you just you always see yourself like i don't know i see myself the same all the time you know what i mean like you don't really notice those subtle changes in yourself but then when you gain the weight you're like well, oh my course, gosh i'm have... not shredded anymore but like it's fine yeah <laughs> you're just not used to it that. like nobody nobody yeah, is nobody really about open it. about yeah. that but that is something yeah. like there's more athletes that compete that have disordered eating tendencies or body dysmorphia than than not i mean the there's there's a higher percentage of people that do than there are that don't uh, but yet you don't really ever hear about it. You don't really talk about the reverse diet because it's not as sexy to talk about the weight you've gained as it is the weight you've lost and the abs you have. So really kind of taking a large portion of the book and diving into that um, and offering some insight was, was a huge priority. Before, one more, one more question before. Oh, yeah. yeah, just real quick. Um, you know, you're very um, adamant about getting these people, and I, I, I say women because a lot of the time women yeah, under the eat. Women. I know men do it too, but I find that the women... Yes. Um, I work with more women than men anyways. So well, I, I, I under eat, and I have, like, I had to add a meal. I can't even do the fasting right now because just because like, I'm so skinny, you know what I mean? Like, I get, like, I get too lean, and then my cycle gets affected, and I do, and then I'm stressed, so it's like, I'm fried, you know? So I had to add that breakfast meal, you know what I mean? Just for the fat. And it's super fatty, so it's like just pure fat and a little bit of protein. and Visible it just, changes it's like, in her it, muscle. You know, like it's like for my brain. Like you're just like, and also, and also yeah, just as something before my killer workouts, like because I go heavy, you know? So it's like I can't go in there on empty, you know? So um, do, how do you approach, um, you know, this is one thing that you're adamant about. Crystal's done a really good job of yeah, sharing about great. how important it is to get to a good baseline um, what would you say to the person who's listening to this who maybe can't afford to work with a coach or maybe before they read the book um, that that they need to get to a healthy baseline? Like, how do you mentally prepare them to know that there might be some weight put on, um, but like in the long run that it's better off for them? What, what, what would you say to them? Yeah, so like I'll get a lot of female clients that, you know, come to me initially wanting to lose weight, not even necessarily compete, just wanting to lose a few pounds, but they'll have chronically under-eaten for the past several years. Uh, their, their hormones, metabolism will all be down-regulated, and they're not going to have enough caloric runway from which to do a healthy, you know, cut or deficit. Uh, so I'll typically start them off in a reverse diet and basically reverse diet up and then hold them at that higher intake for a long enough period of time for things to reset, kind of return to a healthy, normal baseline. And that's a hard conversation to have. Like when somebody yeah. comes to me as a coach and they're coming to lose weight and I've got to, you know, sit them down and say, hey, look, you know, we're going to have to increase calories instead of cut calories further. You're probably going to gain a little bit of scale weight and you're going to have to just be okay with that. And you're probably going to have to do it for several months, if not longer, before you ever even think about losing more weight. Um, now, that said, I have noticed that I have had quite a few female clients 
Like I've got one client right now that started at 1,600 calories and got up to 2,000 calories right now, and she's lost 12 pounds. Like that's kind yeah. of strange. You know, like you have these hormonal well, that fluctuations. To me. That yeah. to me. I added breakfast and I lost weight. Yeah, yeah, it, it happens. I don't really know the exact mechanism behind it, but I think a lot of it has to do with putting your body in a more of a parasympathetic state as opposed yeah. to the sympathetic state. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, I don't tell people that's what they should expect. Most people will gain weight with the increase in calories. Um, but really kind of walking them through the long game plan and why it's important and that, hey, look, you know, if you don't do this, you're basically just, you know, constantly getting worse as opposed to getting better. And if what you've done previously isn't working for you, you have nothing to lose but to go full speed ahead into this and do it the right way and play that long game. And then when I, you know, when I break that down for them, they're typically all bought into it. Yeah, I think if they were tracking before, because I, I will get a lot of people that tell me their exact macros, um, they, they probably are sneaking in extra calories and they're probably eating more than the plan that I give them. And then I give them the plan and it ends up being a deficit from what they were eating because they, they're constantly adding little things here and there that, that put them over their macros, but they're not, they're not looking at the adherence to the macros as much yeah, as the it. actual macros on paper. They don't count the... Yeah, they're like, oh, that was a bite. That was a yeah, little bite. Yeah, like three, four, five hundred calories like extra that and they bites. ate. Like a lot of people do that. A lot of yeah. people are dishonest with their actual consumption. And like people, like people just, you know, snack you know, flippantly throughout the day without any thought given to it. And like those calories can add up really quick. So really being honest with your intake is, is a, you know, step one for sure. I love that. Yes. All right. Is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. It's turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys heard from his wife, Crystal, um, a few weeks back on the podcast. And so you guys know they're expecting, we're so excited. We found out the sex. So you know, you guys are going to find out on the, on the show. Um, but I have a few questions for Robert. Um, so firstly, I kind of just want to know a fun question. You know, who was the one that kind of wanted kids first? That's such an easy question. It's a, I don't know. I'm, I honestly don't know. Oh, and, yeah, and also, how did you guys like prepare or, or like you yourself? Because, you, you know, as the father, like, did you do anything separate from Crystal? Like, how did you kind of like prepare, educate yourself, if anything, on, you know, babies? Because, you know, they don't come with a handbook. <laughs> Yeah, they do not come with a handbook. So uh, we, we both wanted kids. You know, we, we yes. both wanted kids for a while. But I'm, I'm kind of much more strategy, you know, business-minded. Like, that's kind of where my mind is always at. So, like, yeah. for me, there's just always stress with the business. So I don't ever really think that I'm cool, calm, collected enough to have a baby. Uh, so I've always kind of, like, pushed it back and pushed it back. And then last yeah. year, you know, once we moved into our house, we had a house. We weren't living in the warehouse. Yeah. Right, uh, right. She's like, look. We we it needs to, we need to have a baby sooner or later. I'm gonna be 34 too long. You know we need to start yeah, this process. Yeah, for her body too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, you're probably right. Let's just uh, it's not gonna get any better, more optimal no. than this. So let's just jump in. That's that's pretty much what we do. But as far as uh, what I did to prepare, I pretty much just trusted her honestly because yeah, you know, Crystal's always like her like just as my passion is business and you know fitness, her passion is parenting and, and motherhood so she's wanted to be yeah. a mother from day one I knew from the moment I met her that she was going to be an amazing mother so I just trusted her to do what she thought right to do and she dove super deep into all the yeah. research oh, yeah. about you know mother being a mother so she like looked into all the supplements that she would need to be optimized uh we, we got oh, a nutrition yeah. dialed in like everything's just totally perfect um so I pretty much just let her take the wheel on that one that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, of course. She's so, she is, she's so, um, 
she's always been like that. I could, she's always had that nurturing spirit. So of course she would dig in because I know I did. And like, of course you share, you know, you share what you, she was a mother to us when we're about. around, when there's other people around, <laughs> she's like a mom to us. So well, yeah, well we are sometimes to our husbands a yeah. little bit. We're like, <laughs> For real? Yeah. I'm going to have to send him that TikTok later. That's so funny that Tara did. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll send it to you. You're going to laugh. Um, okay. So so, of course, Baby Savage coming this year. Um, when do you guys do, by the way? I forget. Uh, just sometime in May. I don't know the... Oh, in May. That's right. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, I want to talk a little bit about nutrition because it's kind of interesting talking about this because we've inter- we've interviewed on our podcast several different couples that are in the ketogenic community or health-focused, and they all seem to have different, very different um, opinions on on raising children up like with nutrition and stuff so I'm just curious what are your thoughts on that what are your plans and you know we kind of talked to Crystal about breastfeeding and baby led weaning but um, you know you also bring that different element where it's like the nature you know you guys always go hunting and just being closer to where our food comes from so yeah I would love to hear just a little bit about what you think of that nutrition all that Yes, like from a nutritional standpoint, I mean, Crystal and I have both been keto for for forever. I've been strict keto for seven years. She's been strict keto for six. Uh, So we we got a lot of questions at the onset about like, you know, what are you going to do for pregnancy? Do you need to eat carbs for, you know, pregnancy, development of the fetus and everything? And she has not done that at all. She's been super strict with her ketogenic diet. She'll have some berries from time to time. But I mean, at no point has her total carbohydrate intake probably exceeded 30 grams. Uh, So she's been legitimate keto through and through the pregnancy um getting pregnant was no issue whatsoever for us personally like that happened really quick and easy um and from what we can tell so far with all of our check-ins with the midwife and the ultrasound the baby's growing at a great rate everything's looking perfect from that standpoint so from a uh you know pregnancy nutrition standpoint just continuing to follow our strict ketogenic diet has been key um you know she eats good quality foods all well-sourced and stays on top of her vitamins, minerals, and electrolytes. Um, as far as nutrition for the baby once the baby's born is concerned, um, I mean, we're probably not really going to deviate too far from what we're currently doing. Like, there's no need to introduce a whole bunch of, you know, formula or all these baby foods. It's basically just sugar, lead, and junk. Yeah, all this prepacked yeah. stuff. The garbage. Yeah, we don't need any of that. Um, and now, if the baby wants more berries than I would eat, like, that's fine to me. I don't have any issues with that. Uh, but like, we're not going to be feeding the baby, you know, birthday cake on, you know, <laughs> when, when he's born. Um, so, so yeah, it's going to be, you know, breast, breast milk through and through. And then, uh, when the baby starts eating, taking an interest in the food that we're eating, it's, it's going to be the same food that we're eating. So it's going to be good quality, you know, grass fed, grass finished steak, venison that I kill. Um, I just butchered a cow a couple of weeks ago. So we'll have a bunch oh, of, nice. a bunch of fresh, uh, you know, cow meat there, beef. And then, um. Yeah, just some vegetables and just high qual- high quality proteins and fats, basically. Yeah, high quality food, um, and it's just so funny because it's like people will express concern for something like that, yet they won't bat an eye if you go to the like McDonald's drive through <laughs> while you're pregnant. You know, it's so the, it's like the weirdest thing. I guess it's like they're uncomfortable. It's like something strange. People are, you know. Well, people, well, people, people are f- people. <laughs> people get, you know, it, it's hard not to. Like even my parents are here in town right now, right? Like, and I and we tell them things that we do, and they're not the same as what they yeah. did. And they they did a great job, but we're doing different things. A lot of the time, it's like a it's a natural human tendency to feel like if it's a different approach, you feel convicted, you know, or condemned 
right, as, right, if, right. as if what you did was not good enough. But right, right, right. you should be honored that we're trying to just follow in your steps and, and do better. Um, and the whole thing of let them be kids. Yeah. You know, so see, I want to share a story because it's and I always love to tell a story because it really goes to show like they really only know what you teach them, especially at first. Like you guys are you have your own business. So I know you're not going to probably send them to a daycare. You're not going to send your child to a daycare, you know, like um, there's that. no Definitely need not. to be doing that when they're one, two. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you probably are going to homeschool. Right? She says, yeah. Homeschool? yeah, you guys are all about that life. So really you take advantage of that because I'd rather I'd rather get their palate. And now that I have my kids are older, like you can you can't unlearn that. It's like setting that foundation. You know, it's, oh, a, it's, it's awesome. biblical. It's like setting that foundation. You can't set a, a house on sand, right? So it's like you're setting that foundation for the kids and it really develops their palate for them to eat like meat and all this um, savory type of food instead of sugary, you know, starchy foods because they don't deviate. Like, like Desmond, I'm telling you, we get the kids fries sometimes and they leave it. Desmond leaves it for last because he knows that like, like what he craves the most for his actual hunger is the burger so he'll eat the burger with no bun and then like sometimes we'll get them sweet potato fries or whatever fries here and there and they leave it for the end you know like it's like that that never leaves leaves um that like that those values that you instill in them and so desmond when he was little i'm telling you we were so strict we were like paleo you know so very ancestral like weston a price very close to ketogenic you know we're probably keto a lot of the times yeah. without even knowing and and you know kids are so flexible so they're like mostly keto all the time this kid, they would give him a lollipop when he was like two. I don't know where he got it or something. It's like, you know, like a store. Like, hey, you want a lollipop? And he took it and he was playing air drums because yeah. he literally, he truly had no idea what it was or what to do with it because he's home with me. You know, like he knows what even, I. Well, even when we used to um, celebrate Halloween, we don't do that anymore. But yeah, like, yeah. we used to celebrate Halloween. He thought it was a game. He thought it was a game, year. like fill the bag with as many yeah, of these trinkets. Yeah, he wasn't trinkets. like, he wouldn't he want they it. Were yeah, he thought they were like toys or something, like trinkets. <laughs> He's like, here's my rewards. Like, I'm getting my little trinkets. This is the game. But like, he didn't know he was supposed to eat the stuff inside. Well, I feel like, you know, for us, like I want to appeal to my kid's imagination too. So, you know, if I'm talking to the kid and I'm like, look. You know, you're going to have these superpowers if you just fill your body with quality food. Oh, yeah. That's not that's not a lie by any means. It's not misleading. Nope. You know, I look at how I feel my body and my ability from like an immune system standpoint alone. Yeah. Like I never get sick. I don't ever worry about getting sick. And because I'm not never. worried about getting sick and living in fear from every little germ out there, I'm living my life to the exactly. fullest every single day. Um, exactly. And I feel like a lot of that is because yeah. I don't you know, take a bunch of That's unnecessary medication. I eat quality foods. I train. I stimulate my body in a proper way for a positive hormetic effect. And I feel like if I, you know, educate my kid on the benefits of that alone, they'll be able to buy into the benefits of eating quality foods, sacrificing the crap foods that everybody else is eating and being more physically active. The only reason I want to bring this up is because I know you are all about this and, um, there's a major part of, of raising a child is, is to raise them to be, um, assertive and independent and strong and there's no better place to start especially because now with us like I've told you like my spiritual walk it's been it's it's at a whole different level and now we're doing things that we weren't even doing before as a lifestyle and there's no better introduction to being different than doing it with diet you mm -hmm. know yeah and so mm -hmm. now our children they're used to it they're just used to doing different. things differently and they're and they're okay with it 
you know, and yeah, I think that's such it. a quality to have to, to be okay with not doing what everybody does. Yeah, I feel and like that's it's a, a totally okay thing at yeah, this point well, to not be like everyone else. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of... To not be like the world. They wear it as a badge of honor. It's been working honor. out so far. And they're not, they're not holier than thou. They're not, you no. know, they'll talk to us about stuff. Like, they'll say, hey, so-and-so does this. Isn't that funny? Like, yeah, and I'm or like, said well, they don't know any better, buddy. Yeah, they don't know any better. they don't know. But they're okay with being different, you know, they just, it's just, and food is going to be the best start because, you know, everybody's going to be, you know, you're going to start hanging around other kids and, and even ki- kids of people that we know. Yeah. They're just going to, they're, they're, a lot of the people aren't as, aren't, don't extend it to the whole family the way we do and the way we know you will do. Um, so well, food is like such yeah, a compounding factor. I mean, like when you, when you yeah, dissect yeah. your day to day. And the things that you do every single day, I mean, unless you're doing an extended fast, like consumption of food is one of those things that you're doing every single day without fail. Uh, So like when you have the compounding effect of anything in life, it has a tremendous impact on the quality of your life uh, for better or worse as you age. So I feel like if they're starting at a young age with the right foundation from a quality food standpoint, like that that compounding interest from fueling themselves properly is just going to continue to amplify as they get older and older. 100%. Absolutely. I remember now what I was going to say. So it's like, okay, so Robert, you remember like, you know, like before your keto and like before you get healthy and we talk about this all the time with people, but it's like you think it's normal. Like people chalk it up to old age because you don't know what it feels like to feel good. So you think like feeling a little bit tired at 3 p.m. or like having a random headache, like you think it's normal until you feel good. Right. And then you're like, oh, that's not normal. Well, think about it. Like when you do this for the kids, like my kids normal is good. So they don't know bad, but what? guess what? They know it. So when they eat bad, so when you raise them like that, they're going to know. So well, it's like they, even it's if they go. Feedback. Yeah. And like we can never control them. They can. They can. When they leave, sometimes Desmond wants to buy crap. I let him. But then, he, you know, sometimes they feel bad. It's so they know. It's with his money, though. <laughs> and it's with their money. I don't buy it for them. I'm like, you could buy whatever you want like with your money. He bought bologna the other day. Yeah. Like he, he wanted, wanted bologna. bologna. I'm like, you're weird. Okay. I was like, okay, bro. Eat bologna. Eat bologna. And he threw it in the garbage after trying it. He literally threw it in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Sometimes you have to let them. You're like, all right, try the trash. Because they don't realize, like, no, this is my fancy. You're very fancy, organic. God, they don't, you know, they don't. It's like they don't appreciate it until they, they until they, because it's all they know. Until they eat the trash and they're like, "Oh, that doesn't feel good," you know. So it's like their baseline is good. So it's like it's they're gonna point. feel it, and so that's why you know, like they, we can't control them, but they're gonna know not to go to like like their their knee jerk reaction is not gonna be what pill do I need? It's gonna be what did I eat? Yeah, right? so many people, I, I get so, I'm baffled by that. And I don't know if it's a gen- generational thing or what, but there's most of my peer group and certainly the people younger than me that I that I interact with on a regular basis, I mean, it, they, they don't think about their input factors like their nutrition, their sleep, uh, their activity. They automatically go to what can I, you know, take in exogenously to right. fix this problem, uh, which to me is just a totally train wreck school of thought to begin with. But, uh, you know, really instilling the, the power of, empowering them to, to know that how you yeah. make decisions throughout the day is going to directly impact how you feel throughout the day. I mean, that, that's going to be one of my main focuses from a parenting standpoint, for sure. And they notice it, too, because, like, they'll see, like, you know, Desmond's already a little bit older, so, like, they can tell, like, the kids that are overweight or that get uh, sick all the time and, you know, just have these random autoimmune issues um, that they don't uh, he, he's, deal with. He's, so. actually, he's actually, like, 
told kids, he's like, you should eat some, you should stop eating cereal for breakfast. I'm telling you, you should eat eggs and bacon. You'll feel yeah, better. Yeah, but he's so great because he's so humble. So yeah, he's, he's humble. Like, he doesn't Desmond, do like, it in a, he does it in no, a No, they really, listen. Like, he gives it like, like oh, advice. Cool. Like, yeah. like, listen, this works really well for me. You should try this. Like, yeah, he's yeah. 10 years old. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. All right, so my last question is, all right, so you guys just found out. It's a, all right, you want to say what it is? <laughs> it is a boy. I'm having a son. Okay, we might be a little bit biased, so we're super pumped about that. So pumped. Um, you know, I'm sure you know this is probably not going to be your only child, but it's just nice for uh, to have a boy to keep that family name going strong. It's the first thing that I texted him. Is the <laughs> the Sykes name lives, lives on. So, yeah, what are some, you know, what is... Um, what does this mean for you? How does this change? You know, because I, you know, it does kind of change like how you approach the whole thing, like knowing that it's a boy. Like, what are the things that you're most excited about? I mean, I'm super excited about taking him outside and kind of like teaching him how to hunt and stuff. And that's going to yeah, be a, yeah, yeah. a little yeah. while from now before he's able to do that stuff. But that's something I'm definitely looking forward yeah. to. Um, but I'm just excited to you know, try and instill life lessons in a son. Like, I wouldn't know the first thing about raising a girl. I don't I don't come from a family of girls. Like, there's hardly any girls in my entire family. So I'd be totally in uncharted territory there. But with the son, I feel like I've got a decent grasp. I know how I was raised. I know how some of the things that my parents did for me worked really, really well. There's some things that I would like to do differently. Um, so I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on what I want to do. Now, that, that may change drastically as things, you know, happen. But uh, I feel more prepared in having a son than I would if it were a daughter, for sure. Love that. So exciting. Oh, man. I, I know. It's, it's, I promise you, it's going to be a lot of waiting because there's going to be yeah, so but many then things you, know you want to do. It's a little bit of both because then, before you know it, I'm sorry, but don't you look at Desmond and you're like, stop, stop it. Stop, slow, slow down. Slow yeah. Down. Like, before you know it, they're just enormous ch- ch- like children and you're like, why are you so large? It's true, man. <laughs> but I can tell you that my favorite part, and this gets me emotional just thinking about it, but my favorite part of my days is every day when I wake up, like not when oh, I yeah. wake up, when they wake up, because by, by the time they wake up, it's like been two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, we're like it's lunchtime. <laughs> um, but like when they, what is what happens every day? Oh well, Dean Desmond comes over and he's like, "Hi." Yeah, he comes and hugs boxers. me. Comes in his boxers, <laughs> I'm like, hugs go get me. Dressed. I tell him to go get dressed. You're not a little boy anymore. I know. I'm like, stop. Go and then, um, and then, what does Dean do? Oh, Dean just yells like "Bobby!" Like for Dan- for Danny to go over there and like, like, go pick over him there, up. pick him up. I bring him to the He's couch. Still like the little baby man. And like <laughs> every night is when we when I take him to bed, we pray. And yeah. you know, a lot of this, these awesome conversations we have at that time of night, and obviously they're changing. Yeah, you know, because um, those are the times when he feels. Desmond because he's at that age Dean half the time is asleep by then like by the time I, we go to bed he's like out in a minute or he's already out <laughs> um, and you know Desmond that's when he'll bring something up you know and he'll say something and then yeah. we'll pray about that and then you know I like I just see these traditions that are that are have been developing that will go on forever and I know because we were young once that that they'll never forget it and there's yeah. just nothing you you just there's no words for it there's just no words yeah. for it so you're you know you you guys are going to love that um so yeah man dude this was awesome guys you know obviously um let me ask you this cuz we were we were talking about this i had my input um did you go with uh are you, do you can you reveal a title or is that still in the works for the baby's name or for the, the, for the, the book, book for the book, the book. oh the book uh, the book is going to be just ketogenic bodybuilding 
A Natural nice. Athlete's Guide to Competitive Savagery. Dude, oh, I love, I love that. it. That's perfect. I love it. Simple, That's, I was down with that ketogenic bodybuilding yes. for the main title. That was my... Yeah, because and, nobody uh, has it and like you got to get that. that, that well, I feel like, like, I mean, I, I bought the domain ketogenic bodybuilding way back in like 2015 or 16 or something, way back in the day because I knew yeah. I was going to write the book. And I knew it was going to be about ketogenic bodybuilding. I bought several domains. Um, yes. We, we buy domains, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, just buy, I, just buy. I wrote the, the several first chapters of the book, and I'm, like, reading this, and I'm like, the only title that makes sense is ketogenic bodybuilding. So yeah. that's definitely what I'm going to roll with, and uh, I'm super excited about it for sure. Well, we know the, the kid's name, too, but we, we don't – I mean, that's not something if you have to share. But No, no, no. You can keep it. No, no. It's, it's, it's on social. So, yeah, oh, the, perfect, the kid's perfect. name is um, – my son's name is going to be Robert Rigel Sykes. So oh, my name's it. Robert, obviously. My dad's name is Robert. His dad's name is Robert. Uh, I am not a third. Uh, my, my grandfather and my dad are both Robert Smith Sykes. And then they named me Orion. Uh, my dad named me Orion, mom and dad, because they wanted me to have a meaning of the hunter. And the constellation of stars, Orion, means the hunter, which is pretty cool. Um, and then... Rigel is the brightest star in the constellation Orion. So basically, Robert oh, Rigel cool. Sykes is going to be the brightest part of me, which is kind of cool, I thought. Oh I, I think I love the idea, too, of not having a second, third, and fourth. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I like and that. what's, like what's that. interesting, too, is so his initials are going to be R.R. R. Sykes. Yeah. Uh, the only other person in the family that has R.R. R. Sykes as initials was Royal Ray Sykes, and that was the original... Sykes that bought the land for the farm and like no, was the, that's the amazing post for the Sykes family. Full so. circle. It's like a full circle moment. That's, <laughs> that's so fantastic. cool. That is so cool. I love that. Awesome. Very brother. cool. Well, dude, this was awesome, man. It was so great to have you on. Like, it's always great to to, to catch up, but it's always great to catch up on uh, on the uh, re- on the re- Zoom. Yeah, hitting hit Zoom. and record so that people can can watch it. Oh, I got on Zoom with my friends now. I'm like, can we need to we need to work. I'm like, aka, talk and catch up. Well, it's always a pleasure chatting with y'all. We need to we need to reconvene in person sometime here soon, though. Oh yes, and I look forward to the future of like all the um, like uh, hunting trips with exp- family. Exp- yeah, um, what am I? Adventures at the farm. Yeah, well, I gotta get you out of the farm. Get the yes. get Dean and Desmond down the farm. Go. Shoot yeah. some things. Uh, it'll be good. Well, dude, um, like I said, you know, I want to go twice in the spring. Um, once at least to see the compound if there's no time to go to the farm and once for sure to go to the farm preferably i mean we could do both go to the compound go to the farm but like yeah i want to take two trips so let's let's talk about that yeah totally man it's good fishing there in the summertime and springtime so we can make it happen for sure yeah i mean that's where i, I caught my first crappie last spring when we went with anthony so let's um tell everybody who uh, for some reason just stumbled upon this where they can find you and um and all all your websites and all that good stuff yeah, so Keto Savage on social, so KetoSavage.com, Keto Savage on social, uh, KetoBrick.com for the brick business, and then when the book is published, which will hopefully be uh, the end of January, it will be available uh, on Amazon and all the places books are sold, but there'll be a bunch of information and a link to that on KetogenicBodybuilding.com. What a great oh, freaking yeah. URL, dude. Thank you, brother. Take care. Y'all have a good one.